0: Today's episode is brought to you by apartments that have cool air all year round, uh, when you, especially when you live in a southern state in the United States. Um, this episode is brought to you by any, any climate where there's a 90 degree average or higher during the summer, and they have air conditioning when you want it, because those are the real heroes, if you ask me. I'm, I'm, I, I am constantly sweating no matter where I am. I'm not even a sweaty guy. I'm not. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know what is with the, whoever decided here that there is no cold air at this apartment complex past November 20th or something. I just want to say, go fuck yourself. And I just want to say to you, uh, go fuck yourself. Because it's still 80 degrees during the day, 75 degrees during the day or whatever. And I happen to like two blankets on me at night. And uh, I can't deal with there being literally no cold air. It's insane. It's insane. It'd be like if you lived in in Minnesota at the beginning of, I don't know, at the beginning of September or something, that type of weather. And they were like, "Uh, you're fine with no air conditioning. You're fine. Mm, Fucking hot, man. Uh, anyway, I just figured I'd record this real quick. I already did an episode with friend of the show, Danny boy, I don't know, Dan- Danny Travago. I don't know what we're calling him at this point. Um, he's done an episode before, uh, the first guest episode we actually ever did. He was on, I think that was like episode four or something. And this entire episode was just NFL stuff. We are considering doing our own podcast with, um, you know, still, of course, <laughs> when you're talking about a, a guy with a with a fucking hilarious podcast, obviously there's gonna be some humor mixed in there, guys. Okay, so don't think it's just we're gonna turn it into some ESPN no swearing only analytics bullshit. Uh, it was uh, it was a good time. Uh, I think I said some wild shit, so probably should double check if we can if we can uh, say his last name. Honestly, just say your last name, people. Nobody gives a fuck. Uh, they're they're hiring everywhere you go right now. Uh, you you want to go work for the FBI? Go do it. They'll give you twenty an hour. They'll do, they'll do it. Beats working at fucking Chick Fil A or some shit like that. Uh, the point is you, you you can get away with it. But I always like to double check. Um, this this was episode forty three, I think, and I figured we just put it out uh, on the regular on the regular show so that we could. uh see if people like it, see if people, if people want uh, more of it. So I'll stop going on here. And here is me and Dan talking for about an hour about the greatest sport. Football. I, I didn't hear about that. This is insane. So uh, the statement here from Courtney Cronin on ESPN, I think that's her name, right? Uh, It said, this is from November 24th. The Minnesota Vikings released a statement Wednesday afternoon saying the team has been notified by law enforcement agencies that defensive end Everson Griffin came out of his home without incident and is now getting care that he needs. Uh, Hours after the 33-year-old made a series of, excuse me, disturbing Instagram posts early Wednesday morning claiming that someone was in his house trying to kill him. So, Yeah. In one of those videos, he was showing the gun and describing what type of gun it was. And he said, quote, Dalvin Cook helped me purchase this gun. And the guy's just the guy's just at practice having a good morning. And all of a sudden, the Internet is just shitting all over him. You know, I personally, I if that's true, you know, who knows? Because the guy. Was saying that there was a person inside of his house. The cops later got there. They went inside and there was nobody there besides him. Um, if if Dalvin Cook knew that, I mean, I went ahead and I looked into the the stuff that happened in 2018 with Everson Griffin. Yeah, that right. would be fucking insane if he bought him a gun. Well, that it, would be. Uh, it just, I mean, crazy. It doesn't help
1: that if it were to be true that that's now two things that Dalvin Cook would have on his radar in terms of this alleged domestic violence incident and now possibly supplying a um, a, 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 at the time mentally unstable guy with a gun. Uh,
0: The domestic violence thing I mean we can get into that that's his agent is saying that he is the victim so I mean you know uh, there's there's other sides to it that have come out but that's what I didn't didn't read
1: I didn't read too much into it so I can't probably I can't you know properly provide an opinion on it without knowing a lot about it um i saw this screenshot of the conversation that him and his girlfriend were having and the pictures that she sent of her face was pretty messed up and you know kind of a hard picture to to look at but um mm. i feel like in any in i'm not going to say any scenario no i'll retract that because again i don't know too much about the story to give a good input on but all I know is that like I just feel bad for Everson Griffin because the guys he's been a really good player for the Vikings and I just feel like that's uh, you know you gotta you really have to prioritize your mental well-being before anything I mean even if you have to take a break from football for multiple weeks just to kind of get your see like I mean for instance that's what Calvin Ridley did for the for the Falcons and people just started ridiculing the guy of quitting on the team it's like like fuck off you know like if you want to go and focus on yourself you should have every known right to do that yeah Um, so that that, they're
0: just you know they're they're so an nfl player is just so obsessed with football to the point where they're willing to risk like their their mental health and physical health i think it's it's a matter of a lot of these guys are pretty a lot you know a lot of this shit gets covered up i mean if you look at Everson Griffin seems like a great guy a lot of people seem to like him there isn't a lot of history on the Vikings of people having problems with him but if you just look at like the history of shit that happened in 2018 it's it's sad because the guy clearly should should be getting help he shouldn't that's that's why I'm going back to the whole thing Dalvin Cook one of my favorite players in the NFL I'm a pro gun guy I like I like guns I think they're cool I think you should be able to have one if you want. But if you go down the timeline here, this is all stuff that happened in 2018. Uh, First, he started living at a sober living home, which is, you know, good. That's the right start. But then later on in the year, there's just this three days of insanity that goes down that I don't think a lot of people know about. And to a degree, that's got to mean that it's sort of covered up, right? Um, In May 2018, he was at a hotel in Minneapolis. I forgot to write down the name of the hotel, but he threatened to shoot um, one of the people working there, if he didn't get his room right away, a few days later, uh, the team officials called the cops on him and said, quote, that he was not acting himself. And I mean, that come on, that's that's such he had to have done something. I don't want to speculate here. And obviously I am. I don't want to take it too far. But for a team to have to call the police on one of their best players, it must have been like, OK, it's we do this or something fucked up is going to happen. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, the NFL—they're notorious for covering up uh, guys beating the shit out of chicks and things with guns, stuff like that. Uh, here's, dude. Here's the craziest part about this. And I, I knew about those first two incidents, but I didn't—I didn't know about this. And then the thing that followed right after that—this is just fucking crazy, man. So you remember Trey Wayne's played for the Vikings?
1: Yeah, he was a first-round pick, wasn't he?
0: Yeah. Dude, Everson Griffin broke into his house and claimed that God made him do it.
1: Yeah, you know, I.
0: This was days after the, the the team had to call people to come get him.
1: See, this might sound like it's beside the point, but. Last year on, um, you know, that show that Skip Bayless does with Shannon Sharp.
0: Uh, what is that? Is that a
1: undisputed? First I
0: think is what it's called. Undisputed. Undisputed. Yeah. Okay.
1: So last year, when Dak Prescott came out and talked about mental health awareness, and how he was a person that has suffered from like anxiety and depression. So Skip the next day went on the air and told basically anyone watching the show and Shannon Sharp that. Dak Prescott was not a, is not a, a leader because he has depression, and it's like,
0: I, I would I would need to see the quote on that. But w- first of all, I just want to I want to get this out there. We need to if we're planning on making this a podcast, we need to make this a rule. We're never mentioning that guy again. His his opinions. I mean, I think that guy is such a fucking moron and a talking head and ESPN at this point. It is trash. They pay the guy to say controversial shit that's going to come off as as just a tiny, like a tiny bit. He's not being racist, but they're going to slip it right in there, right? Just yeah. so he can be the villain.
1: Well, but the thing—I mean, he's on Fox now, so I mean, like—I don't
0: believe. Oh yeah, I you know what I mean. Fox, ESPN, CBS—all these fucking shows—they they all do the same thing.
1: Oh the yeah. The only I mean, way I... they
0: get people to to watch is by creating controversial shit that then they go on twitter and they're tweeting at the guy they're tweeting about the show yeah. they're getting clips out there so that's getting all their advertisement shit I mean, like that like yeah, i i, I like, can't i can't listen to anything that guy says there's no way he believes that dude uh, yeah you know I,
1: what i'm I mean, i with you i think that i think that there is a theory out there that every morning before their show goes on the air that the producer or whoever they work for so whoever shannon and skip work for they bring them to the back of the room and they say okay you take this side and you take this side and you get heated up about it and that's what will drive our ratings up i don't think they actually believe over 50 percent of the shit that they say um, I,
0: yeah it's exactly what i'm saying it's it's ridiculous i mean he do, i don't even think he's a real person he looks like a lizard when they they don't if you ever watch that show you'll notice they don't go too close in on his face because he looks weird he looks like he has a detachable penis. That's what Skip Bayless looks like. I just, I get, I get goosebumps. Like I get the hair on my back fucking stands up when I see him. It, was, it, it,
1: fucking. It, 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 it bothers me though, because part of me actually thinks that what he said about that mental health thing may have been like a, a deep rooted belief of his, which again, I lost all respect for him when he said that. It's like, just because someone's going through a mental health issue does not like decrease their ability to be a leader. I mean, Dak Prescott is the unsung leader of that football team. He plays for Dallas. So he already has an immense amount of pressure on him as it is, but
0: yeah, see, this is, this is my point is like that. That's not even, that doesn't even need to be said. You know what I mean? I bet every single person in the NFL has anxiety or depression to some degree because we all do. Right. I, I won't even acknowledge Skip Bayless because it, and I'd like to see the quote on that exactly what his point was. I'm sure he goes, I'm sure he didn't say Jack Prescott is not a leader because he has depression. Like, I don't think that's, you know, really even probably what he meant, but it was the angle they were trying to push him towards. And nobody thinks that if you, if you think that, then I'm not even willing to have a conversation with you. You know what I mean? Well,
1: so, so like, for instance, I just went and he, I'm, I searched it up. Um, uh on usa today on forbes and it's and so okay it says bayless speaking i addressed prescott's public acknowledgement stating that i don't have sympathy for him going public with him saying that he's depressed he's the quarterback of america's team and he shouldn't be saying that and it's like
0: okay yeah there's see there's two sides to that statement that i agree with first of all is First of all and most importantly is shut the fuck up Skip Bayless it's you know you're basically saying shut up and dribble these are people they can say whatever the fuck they want Right. right right to a degree though I get I do like the the we're not automatically just gonna paint you as the hero because you have depression like I don't to be honest I don't give a shit that Dak Prescott has depression I think everyone does you know what I mean. And I think him opening up and saying that—that's why I disagree with Skip Bayless and think that that's probably not even his point or his belief. I think that he came out and said that, and that's a great thing, right? That's it destigmatizes that stuff, which is great. But I do agree with—I I don't give a shit. I really don't care. Uh, I think everybody has depression, you know, yeah, to I some think, degree.
1: I just think that when when push comes to shove, that if a guy who is a very influential figure in what is, in my mind, undoubtedly, the most popular sport in this country comes Oh, out. and the,
0: I, almost in the world, right? In, in the, the world, thing. sure.
1: Yeah, I would, you, you, for sure, that's definitely debatable between certain people outside of this country. But when you come out on World Mental Health Awareness Day, and you're promoting mental health wellness... And then this—I mean, this jackass goes and basically says that I don't have sympathy for you because you feel mentally down. It's like, dude, fuck off. You know what I mean? Like, I—I I get, yeah, get. Again, the, the only
0: point of him saying that, the only point of him saying that is for is to get us to spend four minutes on it. You know, that, that's what I was half joking saying I won't acknowledge him, but I really won't because I don't. I don't believe anything the guy says, you know. No,
1: no, not it's it's the same thing with a guy like Stephen A and a guy like Max Kellerman. I, I just don't believe them.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But regardless, we can I
0: I don't I yeah, I, I, I just want to get to the to the end of this Everson Griffin story here no, because this is the part it. that yeah. I mean it's just the whole thing is crazy, right? But this part is nuts. So it took them hours after he broke into Trey Wayne's house. It took them hours to finally calm him down and be like hey we need to take you into a mental health institute uh will you please come with us and he kept saying no kept saying no they finally convinced him to come to come with them yep Uh, he's in the back of an ambulance driving to a mental health facility and a two fucking deer jump in front of the ambulance while it's snowing and icy outside and the ambulance has to swerve to avoid them or you know they probably didn't that's the part that's ridiculous the driver just probably didn't know what they were doing. If you've lived in Minnesota, you know, the rule is you go straight through those motherfuckers. It's way more dangerous to try and stop, you know? Right. I'm right about that, right?
1: Yeah, I'd say so.
0: Especially if you're in an ambulance. I mean, it's, I don't know. The point well, is, yeah, I mean, I mean an ambulance is
1: definitely, yeah, it's definitely difficult to, more, more difficult in an ambulance to stop than a, you know, a normal, normal car.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, just the odds of it happening, though, is, is insane, though. So Griffin, all of a sudden, that's, that spooks him. Everson Griffin gets spooked. He jumps out of the back of the ambulance. And now they're on the middle of a of a snowy road arguing with each other. And he's going, no, somebody's trying to shoot me. Somebody's trying to shoot me. That's why he wouldn't get back in the ambulance. Right. I. I, I what the hell? You know, it's just it's upsetting because I don't know the guy's life story, but there's clearly... This stuff didn't seem to be happening. He's been playing since 2010. I don't remember this happening at the beginning of his career when he was really dominant. And it seems like this sort of thing happens every single year to NFL players. Right. Um, His career stats are 403 tackles, 85 and a half sacks since he was drafted in 2010 by the Vikings. And I, I, you know, I hate to say it. I really like Everson Griffin. I've been watching the guy since I was 12 years old. Right. Yeah. But I think that that's probably the end for him. Uh, it's probably best just for him and, and the Vikings, you know, um, well, I, I really, really wish him the best. Time. I, I, it yeah. sucks that if you're famous, uh, you get millions of dollars, but the trade-off is people just talk about your life on a shitty podcast, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah moving on I wanted to talk about sticking in the NFC North I just wanted to talk about how it's basically groundhogs day uh 2019 to 2000 excuse me 2020 2021 season it's been pretty much exactly the same for all four teams the vikings are just middle of the road win games that they should crush teams by small margins and then they get flattened by good teams, right? And then the Packers um, last year finished thirteen and three and lost in the NFC Championship to the Bucks, right? Do you remember the final score of that game? Did they lose by a touchdown?
1: Thirty-one to twenty-six. So a touchdown would have won it. When you think about it,
0: yeah, yeah. I see. There's some people that listen to this podcast that know that you're a Packers fan and they know who you are. But for anyone that doesn't know, uh, Dan is a Packers fan. And and when we talk about this, it, it may come off as me, me seeming to be an asshole, but honestly, I don't have shit to say <laughs> because, because uh, we have a, the Vikings have a, a quarterback that when under any pressure, doesn't know where to line up a kicker that misses at least one extra point every single game and a coach that is in the developing stages of dementia. So I, I honestly I wrote this down as a topic because it's I do find it in, insane uh, that the Packers have had the last five years that they've had with Aaron Rodgers and then like we talked about yesterday I sort of want to get your take on uh, on what did he make a mistake coming back to the Packers because there was rumors that he might not during the offseason. And so I just want to I want to read the last five years to you here, and you probably know them, but just just for the podcast. Yeah. 2016 they finished 10 and 6 they lose in the nfc championship uh 2017 they were 7 and 9 they were in third place in the nfc north 2018 6 9 and 1 that's third place 2019 they go 13 and 3 losing the nfc championship exact same result in 2020 and so it's almost looking like they're on the exact same pace here does it not they're crushing all these good teams they look really really good and then some somehow some magical bullshit that is almost never caused by Aaron Rodgers in any shape or form comes and fucks over the Packers do you think that happens again this year and do you think Aaron Rodgers made a mistake coming back to the Packers
1: um well I mean to okay to start off with the last five years when you when you Talked about 2017 and 2018. Well, 2017, you know, Rogers was out for basically half the year because Anthony Oh, Ball,
0: that's right. He broke
1: his collarbone. Um, okay, okay.
0: Forgot and then, about 20,
1: then 2018, he broke his leg in the first game against the Bears, and then he took like seven drips of acid and then beat the Bears in the same game, but just wasn't healthy basically. That was the same year that Mike McCarthy got fired because um, mm-hmm. the guy is just an outdated obsolete coach that doesn't have any sort of creativity with an offense um god do i think it's going to happen again this year i say it depends uh, it, i think i think their best chance and uh, i mean obviously this sounds really basic and cliche but their best chance at getting to the super bowl is them getting the number one seed um and the remaining games they have are You know, Chicago, Baltimore, Cleveland, the Vikings and the Lions. So when you think about it, you know, at worst, three and two, at best five and oh, maybe four and one as a middle there. And they basically have to go even with the Cardinals to get the number one seed. Um, I would tell you that I have more confidence this year than last year for them to actually get over that curse because... Mm -hmm. Last year, they didn't really beat any good teams. Maybe besides the Titans last year, I can't think of a team that they beat that turned out to be a really good team. When they played the Bucks in the regular season, they got their shit tossed, and they meet them again in the postseason. They lost, right? They played the Rams in the postseason, but that's when Aaron Donald was hurt and Jared Goff had pins in his throwing thumb. So you can look at it from that. So it's not, even though Jared Goff's not really that good of a quarterback. Um, but this year, it's different because they're beating the Rams, a fully healthy Rams. They went to Arizona without their top three receivers. So Adams, Lazard, Valdez, Scanley their tight end their tight end Tanyan gets it tears his ACL in that game and they somehow find a way to win that game um so they have much more of those signature victories and i think that i think there's honestly a chance that that Aaron could win the MVP again this year if he keeps up this way that he's playing currently um but i'll tell you this the team that i wouldn't want to see again in the postseason is the buccaneers I think that they can beat yeah. any other team at Lambeau besides them. I just think that is just. I, I I honestly think that is it's a curse that when you look at the the, the Packers playoff um, track record since Rodgers became a starter in what 2008. So the the vast majority of his losses are not even his fault. Um, does you remember back in the day you know when we were in our middle school and early high school days that the reason why many teams didn't fear going to Green Bay was because they could just go and exploit that shit show of a defense and just yeah. hope that they could go and stop Green Bay's offense and But now they actually have somewhat of a competent defense. Now I probably just jinxed that, and they're probably going to go and let Justin Fields run three hundred yards. McCarthy,
0: McCarthy was also an idiot. You would agree with that, right? Lafleur became the coach in two thousand nineteen, right? Or was it two thousand eighteen?
1: Yeah, nineteen.
0: Dude, I think Mike McCarthy is is one of the biggest wastes of all time. Um, There's a lot. There's a lot of shit the Packers have done wrong. You know, I like think about if they had got a superstar wide receiver instead of Jordan Love. I mean, there's almost no doubt that they're, that they're going to the Super Bowl this year. In my mind, there's no doubt that they're going to the NFC Championship. I think they for sure do. Uh, you look at the top five teams in the NFC right now, that's the Cardinals, Packers, Bucks, Cowboys, Rams. They've already beaten the Cardinals, say what you will about the end of that game fucking aj green jesus christ man that was some real bangles shit um but i think they could beat all those guys i totally think that they could beat uh the buccaneers cowboys or rams so yeah i
1: number one i think that mike mccarthy's success was him being a byproduct of all of the great players that were on that 2010 team i mean when you have aaron Rodgers, donald driver jordy nelson
0: Yeah, they were so stacked.
1: Greg Jennings, Clay Matthews, BJ Raji, Charles Woodson. It's like, you know, you would be a fucking fool not to win a championship. And he did. I mean, to his credit. But um, you look at the top five teams. They could they can beat anyone. But again, there's something about this. It, it, history always seems to repeat itself whenever a guy like Brady makes the postseason, that, yep, he'll tread water in the regular season. He'll have these subpar games. And then like a bat out of hell, he comes and just lights every fucking team up and gets back to the Super Bowl. And I can't explain why. I don't know how. Right.
0: There's theories that he's, that he's consuming adrenochrome. Do you know what that is?
1: <laughs> no
0: um it's the it's the adrenaline glands of a child that has been uh killed alive and then had their brain opened up
1: i believe it concerning the guy viciously makes out with his children i'm on board
0: you know i people get so weird i don't even want that's not a thing you know the guy he i think some families do that my family certainly doesn't uh and i think it is slightly weird but i just hate. It's so awkward when you're at like a, like a family thing and then one of your uh, drunk uncles will go like, ah, there he is, tonguing his fucking son again. What are you going to finger his asshole later, Brady? It's like, dude, I'm sitting here next to my grandmother. Can you not, can we just ignore the fact that they're a weird family, please?
1: I feel like that's somewhat of a subtle foreshadow towards me and when I'm 38 years old.
0: Oh, that's, that's what you're going to be? You're going to be the drunk uncle? I can yeah. I could see you going, yeah. I could see you falling off in that path. Yeah, because I mean, in that in that path.
1: Yeah, because Brady will be AAR AARP life insurance eligible by the time that we're in our late thirties, and he'll have signed a two-year, twenty million dollar contract with Tampa Bay. Wait, you, you, like, you know, 68?
0: I have this I have this odd feeling that you and Brady, like your paths are going to align someday. Like you're going to go through a you're going to go through a bad divorce like 10 years from now and you become an alcoholic. Things are really going to fall off. And you're going to remember the one thing you care about in this dark, cold world where you hate everything is the game of football. And you, you start rising up in the ranks, right? Like You, you get out there on a, on a high school team that last year was one and seven. Next year, they go to the championship. They lose. You win the next year. You win the next year after that. Now colleges are talking to you. You build your way up. All of a sudden, Brady's like 89, but all of the adrenochrome he's been taken makes him look 60, and he has the energy of a 71-year-old. You guys team up, and you coach the Lions to their first Super Bowl victory in 2080.
1: Boom. All right. I just wrote all that down.
0: Okay. Um, I was, I was hoping so, because I was like, I don't really feel like transcribing that later, but um, I could totally, that's, fine. that's I, what I, that's I'll, what I want yeah. for you. I'll, I'll right.
1: do the typical thing that like a fifth grade boy does and, and, and staple that onto my refrigerator for people to see for as a, what would I like to be? Or where do I see myself in 10 years type of interview question?
0: I mean, really you should first stamp an A plus on there. And then people will sort of be like, Oh, what is this? One of your kids projects on the fridge. They read that, that screenplay, that synopsis that I just came up with, and they're like, dude, who is this guy that wrote this? He should make a movie. Yeah,
1: that's uh, – Johnny, what's this about you consuming a leader of Captain Morgan every night?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, oh, to
1: answer your question, though, about should he have come back to Green Bay in terms of Aaron, um, I don't see a team that has that, – that would be better suited for him. You have the best receiver in the league. In my mind, you have one of the best one, two combos for your running game. You have mm. one of the best young coaches in the league. You have a pretty competent defense. Now, why would you go elsewhere? And I understand where he was coming from in terms of the organization kind of neglecting his input, especially a guy of that status who has earned it, mind you. Um, mm. Cause I mean, think about it. Like, Back in the day, when we were in what seventh, eighth grade, and he was really start like starting to rise to to fame and stardom, that it was Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, him, and then now when you look at it, it's, you can throw Mahomes in there now at least. All of those quarterbacks, excluding Rodgers, had the ability to go and. Have an influence in the front office in terms of people that they wanted to bring in to complement their team. So Peyton Manning, right? He gets Wes Welker. Okay, he gets. Um, well, they drive. Well, they drafted Von Miller, I think, before uh, before Peyton Manning went there. But Tom Brady, he gets Randy Moss. Okay, he gets. Uh, uh, Stefan Gilmore, Durrell Revis, um, a lot You're of you these- saying
0: they basically they basically have the same power as like a, a coach or a GM because they they're that good and they're that good of a leader. Well, yeah, so no, I believe I've, that, I've, and I mean I've, that's that's one of Rogers. That's the biggest criticism on him, right? Is that a lot of Packers players who maybe were salty with how things went with their career in green Bay or whatever, but there's been quite a few people who came out and said that it's, it's the Aaron Rodgers show over there, you know, I, I and think maybe, maybe too, rightfully so, but that, like you were saying, he's made a lot of decisions, probably. I right? think
1: it's only two players because it as it, uh, through, through all of this drama, it's been two players that have gone and tried to belittle the guy. It's it was Jennings and it was Jermichael mm-hmm. Finley. Everybody else came to the guy's defense. Number one, Greg Jennings only said that because his career came to an end because he was an injury prone, washed up player that went and signed with the Vikings, did nothing there and then went to the Dolphins and was essentially a no show. And he got jealous because it's more likely than not that he was a product of having Brett Favre and Rodgers throw the ball to him versus Matt Castle and Christian Ponder and Ryan Tannehill. And Jermichael Finley was upset because he had a career-ending neck injury and wasn't able to go and produce anymore, and the guy dropped every pass that was thrown to him. Um, but, but like we were just talking about.
0: Well, okay, you- he does – I mean, the thing is, is like he he does come off to me, and I do think he's he's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. probably in my top three ever as far as talent goes. But – he does come off to me in sort of a way where it's all, it's all like, this is not, this is not the Green Bay Packers. This is the Green Bay Aaron Rodgers
1: show. Oh yeah. I mean, the guy, make no mistake about it. Like he's condescending. He's arrogant. It's, it's very much kind of a woe is me type of personality that he carries off. And you saw how that was kind of backed up by the latest drama that happened like a month ago with the whole COVID thing. I think that's, yeah, well- I,
0: that's what I was going to, I was going to want to move into next. I well, mean, let's what, do it. Yeah. What, what are your overall thoughts on it? Because he really, he blew it in that interview that he had the right idea, but he executed it the wrong way. Uh, like he, he said, that he, you know, pretty much had mentioned that he was immunized, right? And yeah. that whatever the fuck that means, which was basically just being like, "Oh yeah, sure man, I I got it." Dude, I just did a pretty good Aaron Rodgers impression for how bad the early impressions were. That was yeah. that started out pretty good. <laughs> yeah. But then in the interview, when he, you know, lifts off, lifts his foot up and he shows it to the reporter and he's like, "Actually, what you got is called false information." And uh that's what happens. It's like, dude, you are the one that put that out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're yeah. the one that, that, that did all of this.
1: It, I, it was, I don't know what to tell you. It's, for me, it's disappointing because there is a extreme difference in terms of, like, for instance, when he returned to the Packers this year and he had that press conference at training camp, to me that was one of the best press conferences he's ever had. Because the entirety of that 30 minutes or however long it was, was him answering every question accurately, outlining every problem that he was having with the organization, detailing what it was that he tried to do to work things out and how they came to somewhat of a compromise. And I think that people really appreciated his honesty and his willingness to open up. Now, when it came to this, it's like, okay, if you don't get the shot, you do not deserve to be ridiculed or judged for not, because again, it's a personal thing, right? Now, different people hold different beliefs in terms of um, if it's beneficial or not. I obviously have my own beliefs to, you know, because I've gotten three shots because, you know, I want to protect others, protect myself, whatever have you. But I respect Mm -hmm. others for having a different point of view now with him again there there, you can't really beat around the bush and find like an alternate theory because there is none i mean the fact of the matter is that the guy he did go and mislead the media and the public that he was vaccinated and listen listen the minute that he went and I think everything was going well in that Pat McAfee interview until he went and said that he consulted medical advice from Joe Rogan. That is when the tires fell off. And, and like
0: he, he has very dry. He has very dry humor. I don't think that he actually like if you and I were having a conversation and, uh, I was like oh yeah remember how last week I was telling you I almost had that cold and you were like oh yeah what happened with that did you see the doctor and I was like well I listened to Rogan and he was talking about a time he had a cold and it sounded pretty similar to mine so I think I'm good like if I said that shit up to you you would be you would think I was joking right like I don't think he I don't think he actually he has very dry humor you know That's just how
1: he is. Yeah, that's true. I just think that when you look at everything that's preceded that with him taking his socks and shoes off on a Zoom call and showing the media his feet, it's like, yeah, I definitely believe you went to Rogan
0: (laughs) because you're kind of weird. But I just it's look, look, here's my point, right? Here's my point. I don't think that anyone gives a shit at all two weeks from now because Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. My point is if Kirk Cousins, like Kirk Cousins took a lot of flack because he's, he's not vaccinated. Excuse me. He's not vaccinated. He came out and he said that. And a lot of people are like, you know, what the fuck are you doing? He already gets a lot of criticism as it is. And he got even more for that. But he came out and said it right away. He didn't try to bullshit like Aaron Rodgers did. Right. If Kirk Cousins did the shit, that Aaron Rodgers has done and is currently doing this season, pulling out his fucking toes and saying, I'm immunized. I mean, Minneapolis would burn. You know what I mean? It like was, they, it, it
1: would, would be,
0: it would be, it would be George Floyd all over again. Like we would be, they would kill him. They would it, just, they would kill him.
1: It would because, well, number one, I think that some of the shit that cousin said was actually kind of fucking ridiculous with the, I would rather surround myself and my uh, with plexiglass then put a needle in my arm. It's like okay. I
0: think Kirk Cousins is autistic, and yeah, you, like know. you could still be an NFL quarterback and be extremely smart and know all that shit, right? Like they say, I don't, I don't know how it fucking works, but I've heard that there's autistic savants, right? So maybe they can't do things socially, or they they get upset under pressure, but they can draw the entire uh, skyline of New York City by seeing it for thirty seconds, right? Well, I think I'm- Kirk Cousins is the same way, where he. Is like he's a savant as an NFL quarterback, understanding defenses and reading and making throws until there's any type of pressure or social situation on the guy. He can't do either of them.
1: Well, look at, I mean, look at that, for instance. Cousins went and played the Packers when the Vikings were under 500. He was under no pressure. Green Bay was because they were going into their arch rivals' backyard to win that game. And when all the pressure is off cousins, he is a guy that any any Sunday when your team is under 500, they're playing a noon kickoff game and they're playing a good team he'll throw for 350 and three touchdowns. But when there's implications on the line, when it's a primetime game, this is a guy that will go and throw a costly interception. he'll throw he'll have a, he'll have a high completion percentage, but he'll, he'll average what? three and a half, four yards per attempt and throw for what? 200 yards. And look what he did last week. This guy lines up by the right guard. And and look,
0: I mean, dude, fucking it, it happens, right? Obviously shit like that happens. The problem is, is that this is every single game when he's under pressure, he can't get it done. And that's, that's why I've always thought we have to move on. And that's why every single time that I have to hear, um, the same two clowns who is it that calls the vikings games i don't i, I can't remember who it is it seems oh. like it's like the the lowest tier announcers oh, every paul, single time
1: yeah paul allen can get run over by a bus for his for no his i month.
0: like paul yeah. allen i'm talking about the the guys that are on cable they always are just uh they're a bunch of fucking cheese dicks and um, every single I, game they open it up with "Wow, well, the vikings coming in with a lot of different uh different Uh, Issues at the end of games Tom They're allowing the most points at the end of the half In the NFL and oh Vikings fans They always get so nervous at the end of the game But they're hanging in there Despite that Kirk Cousins is having his best year Every time That they fucking do that I feel like Dragging a razor blade across my arm It's like you guys are contributing To the fact that he's still here None of those numbers matter Because we're losing to fucking San Francisco When we had multiple Opportunities to win that game and it, they were blown by Kirk Cousins throwing it into the dirt, throwing it into the stands, whatever. You know, Kirk Cousins seems like a nice guy. I don't dislike the dude as a person. I don't give a fuck about anybody's vaccination, whatever the fuck. I'm over it at this point. But, but, but goddamn, we gave you $80 million. Will you fuck I'll off?
1: Be, I'll be honest with you, though, and, and and you probably know your team better than I know your team because you're a Vikings fan and I'm not. But I'll say I'll say this. There have been games this year, whether it was at Cincinnati – at Arizona where cousins in the offense actually played pretty damn well. And it's that fucking idiot of a coach that loses those games. Now I understand that the the Arizona game was lost by a couple inches because Joseph couldn't make a field goal, but there are some games where, where you watch, like for instance, Mike Zimmer ironically has had his vikings coaching career saved at the feet of his kicker he would always use kickers as a scapegoat so blair walsh in 2015 and 2016 that's or kai forbath dan bailey you name it they blew it, yeah they blew a yeah. double digit lead to the detroit lions at home and kurt cousins and that special teams saved Mike Zimmer's job at that moment in time. Now I think he's going to get fired at the end of the year, assuming that they don't make the playoffs, because this is a guy that has two top 15 receivers, maybe even top 10 receivers. When you think about, it. I mean, Justin Jefferson right now is a top five receiver. Adam Thielen's between 10 and 15, but when he's healthy, you have a top five running back. You have, um, an okay offensive line. You have a pretty decent defense. Not, nothing, like, nothing like 2017 special defense or nothing as bad as like 2011, right? But you have an okay defense. And this guy has one of the worst clock management and play calling skills that I have fucking ever seen. The guy's a great defensive coordinator. I won't take that away from him, but he has never been the right answer as the head coach of that team. He has genuinely held that team back from sustained success. That's me. That's just me.
0: I I agree. I agree with the fact that Zimmer, that Zimmer doesn't help. It's just how much money we put into Kirk cousins and the lack of results in games where quarterbacks that are being paid like that. uh, You don't feel like, oh, fuck how, you know, now we're fucked. Now we're fucked. You know,
1: I'm I'm wondering this though. It's like it's like you look at the 2017 season. That was a memorable season for the Vikings because they were what 13 and 3, 12 and 4. They had a home playoff game. They had a genuine chance to go to the Super Bowl at their own stadium. And fucking Case Keenum was the quarterback. So I didn't mind the decision from them to go to Keenum to Cousins as okay, we can get over that hump of this is the guy that will actually take us to that next level. And then they just sputter. And you wonder, because they basically had the same personnel on that team, it's like, wait a minute. How can you go from 13-3 and three in 2017 to, let me think, what, what was it? 8-7-1.
0: It, yeah they, they it went, was it was pretty
1: bad the next eight, few years. They went 8-7 and 1 and they had a home game on the final week of the season against the Bears to get into the playoffs and they couldn't even win that game. For me that I remember
0: is, I I skipped work that the next Monday. Yeah. I was for like me, no yeah. I'm not fucking going in.
1: Exactly. For me that is more indicative on the coaching staff than it is the players. I understand that Cousins is notorious for coming up short but I think a lot of this blame deserves to go to Zimmer, and it has been to, to Vikings fans' credit. It has been doing that, but the, yeah, he, the guy's just—he's not good anymore. And there's no yeah, one out there can really replace him. There aren't really any good ones on the market.
0: It's an endless—it's an endless uh, cycle. This conversation because of the numbers that they put up and the fact that they haven't been an awful team. You Know they they haven't been an awful team, they've been a media, mediocre team. And it well, that's somehow that's, that continues will be used to insane. save people's careers. Yeah, I mean, it's but just that, the Vikings in particular. That is going to be the uh, NFC North
1: for it. Then now that's assuming that Rogers doesn't leave Green Bay, that you're going to have the Vikings and the Packers that are going to be one and two. It's going to be a two horse race because Detroit is a dysfunctional franchise, Chicago is allergic to drafting any successful or developing any successful quarterback. Um, And that's just how it is. They're going to have great defenses, but they're just going to suck offensively. And
0: yeah, it's, it's going to be the same pretty much until Rogers leaves, I think.
1: Yeah. That's
0: it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Moving on from, from the NFC North, I have the, I have the lions on here, but I just, I have the stats. Maybe we'll save that for the next episode we do. Just how awful they are, but something, something different that might be a little more interested is is sports betting, dude. Have you heard about? So there's a prediction right now that I found on the internet. I don't know how accurate this this uh, this website is. It's called um, what the fuck is it? It's called Facts and Factors. <laughs> okay, so it. I know it sounds like bullshit, but if you go and pull up the article, um. I think the title is is the online sports gambling industry will rise from 75 million from in 2019 to 100 billion by 2026. That should be the name of the article and they have an entire report of the top 9 I believe betting websites that own like BetMGM or DraftKings or Foxbet. They own all those different apps. Yeah. And 2019, I think they just legalized sports betting in nine more states, I believe. Uh, I think it was just New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and then a bunch of other like low populated states. It's, you know it's inevitable
1: I mean? that this is going to get legalized.
0: What, what I'm trying to say that's, that's fucking crazy is, I mean, think about that jump. Just by just by legalizing it in a bunch of different states, they made two hundred and twenty-five million off of it in two thousand nineteen, yeah. and they're expecting it to jump to a hundred billion dollars. I mean, that's do you, fucking crazy. This,
1: I noticed this this summer when I was watching Yankees games. Is that there was an advertisement on like the center field wall for a betting site saying available in New Jersey. You have professional sports teams in another state telling you to go to another state to bet because it's that popular now and it brings in so much revenue.
0: Yeah, there's there's so basically there's three types of things you can do on DraftKings that's the only one I use. You could do their casino, their sports book or their daily fantasy. Yeah. As far as I've seen you could do daily fantasy everywhere, but it's a bullshit payout system. And it takes, I, I mean, they have up to, I think it's, I think it's up to 60 days to send you a check no matter what the size of the check is. Yeah. And they don't do direct deposit at all into your bank account. Uh, so that one, I remember my dad used to do that in Minnesota. And then for example, in Arizona, you can't do online gambling at the casino. You can't do like, you can't go into the app and, do blackjack or roulette poker shit like that right so they're just predicting that it's just going to keep going and going and i don't know if i think that's a very good thing how <laughs> do you do it do you do you do any online betting
1: i don't know honestly
0: bro it's so fucking fun i won 40 dollars last week off of a fluke giants win and tom brady not playing Insanely well, I guess, and it feels like you just won a thousand dollars because you're just, you're just sitting at home watching football, uh smoking weed in your underwear. But holy shit, I just <laughs> got free money. Yeah. um That being said, I, it's probably not good for you. You know, I'm definitely I'm up this year, but the first half of the year, that's when they give you the really good odds. Right. To try to try to hook you in there. Yeah. Um. Try to guess the continent that accounted for 52% of the world's gambling consumption in 2019. Asia. Wrong. Do you want one more guess?
1: Yeah. Um, Africa.
0: Nope. Europe.
1: Oh, t- fuck. I should have known that with all the, so- uh, all the soccer matches that go on there. Yeah, I, I believe. It. I
0: mean... They go crazy just when their team loses. Imagine if you had $500 on the game and and uh, some fucking, some fucking, what do they call people out there? You're British.
1: Uh, wankers?
0: <laughs> some fucking wanker. Or some <laughs> fucking backup wanker shot the ball from midfield and hit the uppie right. And it's, you know, whatever they say in their fucking British accents. If you had $500 on that and you just missed it and now your team lost, like the riots are going to be insane.
1: Well, first of all, how specific those bets get over there is actually kind of ridiculous. Like you could parlay a bet and be like, okay, I think Manchester United is going to win three, two, but I'm also going to bet that this guy's going to score in the 55th minute. And this guy's going to get a red card in the 28th minute. Cause he's going to slide tackle with his left shoe. All at an odds of five hundred seventy to one. It's I mean, like, this.
0: This I I honestly think of that part of the world as just like a mystical country. I don't. <laughs> they're <laughs> over there eating beans for breakfast, gambling on one some dude is going to break the other dude's leg, and their favorite sport. I I do you like soccer. I think you do, right? Oh yeah,
1: yeah, for sure.
0: I dude, I have such trouble, such trouble getting into it. Same with uh, same with a lot of sports, honestly, pretty much lately. Besides football, I don't know. I've been trying to get into basketball and baseball as well. Hockey. How is hockey even a fucking thing? Do you ever do you ever break down hockey in your mind?
1: Well, I was just at a hockey con- game Just the, the
0: concept of it is ridiculous. You're running around with blades on your feet on ice. Yeah. How did that become the fourth biggest sport in the United States?
1: It's fun, man. I was at a wild game the other
0: day. It's the shit. I'm just saying, it, like, why don't we just create a sport where the entire court is a trampoline and you have to try and steal the neighbor's blinds and get them onto your window?
1: While like, it's just changes. the most yeah. random,
0: random shit ever that they came up with. Yes. Um, the Native Americans discovered it, I know, but they discovered a lot of games. It's just impre- It's just impressive that hockey was the one that became fourth most popular to me yeah yeah yeah. but i don't know i just thought that that was crazy how many people are um i got you are are betting on that shit but let's see what else do i got about here i the one thing i i just i don't even know i i don't want to start screaming and yelling because this shit makes me so angry i'd love to get your take on it though is the nfl taunting penalties I mean, the shit makes me so fucking mad. I I don't even know what to say. That's
1: that's. Do you want to know something? <laughs> Excuse me. Where would Sue be right now?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the NFL would be holding him hostage. Like yeah. the NFL would just would just take him uh, they, they, to a remote they would, island.
1: They would have a a cop car outside the visitors locker room every time he would sack someone. <laughs>
0: He'd be like Peng Shui. He would just disappear and ESPN would put out a, a fake email from him going, this is nadama Su. I am fine. The NFL did not do anything to me. Oh, God. Like, yeah. It's just, would you hear what happened with her? Yeah, the women's tennis organization. Is that is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, the wt uh, or... yeah. Right. That one, they're, they're threatening to, to pull out of China which would cost them hundreds of millions. I would. It's insane. Oh, fuck yeah, but I always wonder like, that seems a little too simple. I wonder if China was like, hey, we'll just give you 100 billion and say that you won't play this year. It'll all blow over in two weeks like everything else does in the news. Um, and then we'll do it next year when everybody doesn't care anymore. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe that's that's a wild conspiracy theory, but I, I'll be interested to see what happens there. Uh, but back to the NFL taunting penalties are just fucking crazy. Like you said, like the Davakinsu would be exiled to an island. Um, there was, the, the worst one I've seen so far was Bears at Steelers, Cassius Marsh when he sacked Ben Roethlisberger, 316 left in the game, Steelers leading 23 to 20. He jumps into the air and does this badass spinning kick, right? That part uh, was was flagged. Wait, wait, that part that part was, was not flagged, correct? He he was running back to the bench and he bumped into Tony Carret.
1: Yeah, or Carrenti, he, he, is that how you like like pronounce st- it? He like stuck his hip out and he ran yeah. in, and he throws the flag. It's like, are you shitting me?
0: Well, now, to be honest, now I'm getting confused with my notes here. That was the only flag he threw on him for that play, right? I, I think so, yeah. So that means after the mid-air kick, when he bumped into him, that's when he threw the flag and he stated both of those things as the reason for throwing the flag? Yes. Do I have that right?
1: I believe so, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's fucking crazy. OK, the NFL should have probably reviewed that tape and thrown him under the bus, paid him off, got him out of the NFL because they defended it. And if you go back and watch the video, he's watching him come up. He knows exactly where the guy's line of, you know, where he's headed, his line of direction. And he takes a step back into him and then then bumps him with his ass. Like, I don't, I don't know, I know any other way to say it. Then so throws the flag. Dumb. That's that's. Fucking crazy. And do you know how many people that was a that was a primetime game? Do you know how many people probably bet on the Bears for that shit, knowing how shitty the Steelers are becoming? Yeah. That's what bothers me is there's there's first of all, there's not really an excuse for Tony Parenti throwing the flag. The NFL saying, hey, yeah, we're we're trying to really make an emphasis on that this year is disgusting to me. Yeah. Because of the fact that the the refs can pick when they want to throw it. So if the referee doesn't feel like it, they, they, that they feel like someone else was insulted, then they don't have to throw it. There's been I, – I was – I got pissed the other day. I was uh, scrolling through Instagram and the NFL, their page, put out a video. I can't remember who it was. I wish I would have wrote it down. It was – the 49ers, I think it was a couple weeks ago, this guy got a sack, uh, one of the defensive linemen, and he's on his knees in the backfield, just pointing his fingers, doing like a, like a shooting gun type thing. And the NFL is tweeting that out. Yeah. Right? They're, they're putting it on Instagram. Guys, by your own definition, multiple times when somebody excessively celebrates and someone is in their line of vision that plays for the other team. You're throwing a 15-yard flag, but it's only when you want to, right? It's the same. I mean, pass interference could be looked at a way to rig NFL games. This is just blatant. Fuck you. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. It's just it. It's just such like this totalitarian abuse of power that no one ever wanted. To see.
0: It, it's so fucked up because they all they know. They know we will watch no matter what. And there's there's strings being pulled. There's things yes. moving behind the scene. I swear to God, if it ever comes out that the NFL is rigged, and you know, I'm sure to some degree it is. I do believe to some degree it is rigged uh, depending on where the money is at in Vegas and things like that, or who the NFL wants to win as far as their marketing concerns go, whatever the fuck you want to say about it. But if it came out, that all of these NFL referees were briefed to only throw it when someone from New York comes onto their headset and says, hey, uh, we need this game to go into overtime, or we need it to be a lot closer, give these guys, throw these guys a bone here. If, if I found out that that was true, I will I will murder Roger Goodell. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> Like, my life is a lie. And I just cut him in half with a katana.
1: You're, you're like Jesse Pinkman yelling at Walter White.
0: He can't keep getting away with it. <laughs> oh, my God. Say you I, want this. Uh, dude, I, I, I think I would lose my shit because the NFL – I like watching football games more than I like watching regular TV or or listening to podcasts or music or whatever the fuck. Oh yeah, it's my favorite yeah. form of, uh, of entertainment. And if I found out it was as fake as the WWE or even close to that, I would lose it. I would lose it.
1: Well, it would be some of your loyal viewers might not think that WWE is fake,
0: dude. Everybody NFL, heed my warning. Heed my warning. I'm a very I have a podcast, which means I'm a very powerful public figure. OK, you don't want me broadcasting out to the entire United States because who who in the United States loves football? Dan, who?
1: A lot. Of everyone. People. Yeah. I'll,
0: everyone. Lots of people. So if I recruit 75 percent of Antifa and 75 percent of the Proud Boys, the guys that were at the riot, these badass motherfuckers that care about their country. And we come and we we come in there and we we stage a coup. I you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. We we need to start planning for that because I'm starting to think that this is all stage. We're canceling the Lambo. We're we're not invading there anymore. Listeners of the podcast, we are going straight to Roger Goodell's house. I am launching a full investigation on the NFL taunting bullshit. And if we find out it's all fake. Antifa, the Proud Boys, uh, my boys, everybody from Phoenix—we're all going down there, and, and we're just going to take over. My boys. <laughs> yeah, Mike. You don't. Well, you think Mike? You think Mike would be able to sleep at night if he found out the NFL was rigged and that's why the Vikings lose every single year the way they do? You know, with
1: unfortunately, with a guy like him, he he very much uh, alters his opinion on that team, so I don't think it would affect him too much
0: i disagree with you i think it would affect him very much and that he would be you know the guy that was at the capitol riot and he was wearing the horned uh pelt thing with the furs and he had the blue red and white face paint
1: of course he did yeah
0: that that would be that would be mike he would be in there uh taking pictures on top of roger goodell's desk and um burning the whole NFL offices to the ground. And I would respect them for it because the NFL taunting penalties are fucking horseshit. shit. No, they're awful. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. I got, I got our, uh, I got a bunch of different picks on the games that are coming up and a few more topics, but what are we at? How long have we been going here? Um,
1: don't well, no, I'd say what well, we started at like eight, right? So a good hour
0: good hour good hour yeah. as long as it hasn't been too long i like i have no idea how long it's been if it's only been an hour i, I think we should just keep going to bang out the rest of these topics yeah. um do if couple, that's
1: cool with you I Do a couple more segments and uh
0: go sounds good we'll do we'll do two more and then we'll save the rest for uh for the next episode yeah, yeah. all right i want to talk right. about i want to talk about the taysom hill contract this shit is insane what do you think is actually happening there
1: uh, they realized the guy's name was Taysom and then gave him money.
0: <laughs> They're like, that's, that's very in right. right that is like, some, that's like, that,
1: that is like, this is like a guy or an instance where you're at like a beta theta pi frat. And yes, you yes, open, he, he you open, very you open the door and you say, I know a guy named Taysom. And then they let you
0: in. <laughs> Dude, that's that's like a perfect Family Guy joke. Yeah, it's Brian like, and Stu get to a frat be- party, and Brian's like, "They're never gonna let us in here." And Stu's like, "Don't worry, I know what to say." They open the door. They're like, "Who do you know here?" And Stu goes, "A guy named Taysom. and they just <laughs> let him in.
1: <laughs> it's like you say, "Yeah, I'm 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 Braxton's distant third cousin, or some shit." Like just Bra- really do-
0: Braxton. Yeah. Taysom and Caden and Aiden, those are like, those are his brother's names. Don't That's... forget,
1: like, I'm trying to think of some like Colby or. Um,
0: Colby's pretty bad.
1: Uh, Thompson, not Tom. Yes. Not oh, Thomas.
0: Thompson. Is Thompson. Bad. Th- Thomas, Thomas, Tom, Tommy. Those are all great. You go Thompson. I will hit your kid in this Sears right now. am <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> 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 get, get, getting aggressive here at the end of the show uh the taysom hill contract is, is pretty fucking crazy they signed him to i oh god i don't have the numbers i have so many pages of shit here uh it's a 95 dollar it's a 95 million dollar contract depending on the position and uh sort of stats he puts up but he could get They're thinking about 40 million minimum because it said in the thing that Adam Schefter tweeted out. uh, I'll just read that because I'm sounding like I'm fucking retarded right now. Yes. New Orleans QB Taysom Hill signed a unique four year contract, uh, a hybrid contract extension that could be worth anywhere between 40 million and 95 million, depending on the position, and includes a 22.5 million guarantee. Sources tell ESPN. That was from Adam Schefter. I mean, that's that's all well and dandy, good for him, but a lot of people, I didn't come up with this, uh, it's not really an original thought, but a lot of people have been asking, does he have some sort of dirt on Sean Payton or on the Saints organization? Because if you look at his numbers, which I'm trying to pull up here, he has 25 total touchdowns through five seasons. Now, he hasn't started in very many games when you look at that uh, two-year stretch when he was starting out, but... Then you look at his receptions. He has 34, uh, rushing yards 913, receiving yards 388, and his passing yards are 1,103. I don't, I don't understand. He wasn't the starter this year. They, there's plenty of people available that would be better than him. Uh, while while they wouldn't be great quarterbacks, the guy is just not worth that. I mean, what are we, what are we missing here?
1: Well, he's. Uh, I think it's just because there's this media hype that the guy can quote unquote do everything. Like, pretty much anybody can take a direct snap in the wildcat and run for five yards. Okay. Yeah. I mean, sure. If you're a, it, th-
0: it throws teams off because they because he's white. They think he's a referee when he's back there. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no way the ball's going to that guy.
1: There's no way Taysom's getting the first down on this carry.
0: Okay, I see two white guys in the backfield. One of them is Drew Brees. The other guy has got to be uh, the ref.
1: Oh, no, it's not. All right. Oh, 95 Move.
0: yards up the sideline. Right. Move the Jason change. Give him, give him 95 million today.
1: Um, I, you know what? The Saints are so irrelevant to me that, that I just don't buy stock in any of it.
0: Yeah. Uh I, I have no idea what goes on there. I was listening to a podcast that suggested maybe there's some sort of deal where the Saints get money back. Like maybe he gives some of that money back off paper, uh, donates it to the leagues, uh, donates it to the organization somehow. He's just not worth that. and it's it's odd because this type of thing doesn't happen with that amount of money and that low amount of stats starts success uh doesn't happen a lot so who knows maybe maybe he has like a video of of sean payton getting strap-on plowed by a <laughs> vegas hooker or something or or worse a new orleans hooker Oof. That i pictured it did you picture it um
1: sean payton with his with that face that he has yeah
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, God. Oh, man, that was too real. Um, I don't want to think about that anymore. All right. Let's do let's do one more story and we'll wrap it up here. Uh, yes. We were talking about it a little bit yesterday over the phone. Kenny Va- Vaccaro. Am I pronouncing that right? I couldn't remember who he was. Kenny Vaccaro.
1: I think that's how you say it. Yeah.
0: So he is uh, retiring from the NFL. He retired last year. And he's a pretty significant player. Like his stat, his stats were overall average, overall average success as far as what he did in the league. But he was picked fifteenth overall in 2013 by the Saints. Uh, he's starting an esports league, which to me is very interesting. Uh, it's not going to be based about. It's not going to be based on Madden or anything like that. So far, the article I read said that it was going to be Halo based, which is very interesting to me. Uh, what do you think about that? I
1: I don't mind it. It's not like a bad idea if you can't, you know, if you can't ball out in football, go and invite five of your guys that are downing nacho cheese Doritos and cans of Mountain Dew and go play Team Slayer on Halo. That's not a bad alternative.
0: Well, what's what's odd is that, I mean, you just don't see this a lot. You haven't seen it in the – previous decades where the guy had been a starter all eight years in the NFL. I I have that right. Right. Yeah. No, he's a good, he's a good player. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was a solid player. Like when I say average, I mean that, you know, he wasn't insanely, like he's not a household name uh, but he was good enough to start for the Titans and the saints uh, all eight years. It's, it's surprising to me that a guy who probably could have made it another two or three years at another uh, with another team, things like that, just didn't end up doing it and said, uh, you know, fuck it. I'm going to get out a little bit early with what the money I have now. And I'm going to try something completely different. And I think that, uh, we're going to see that a lot more over the next 10 years, people getting out at five to eight years and saying, Hey, I had a great time in the NFL, but how many more examples do we need where guys are jumping out of the back of an ambulance screaming about them getting selves, getting shot, you know? Right. Right. Um, so I, I got to say, I think that this is the right decision. Guy made a lot of – he made millions of dollars. He's got enough to go invest in what he wants to do. He's got a ton of people that uh, know him. Like, uh, in terms of being a household name, he's a household name in Tennessee. And in uh, I'm sure in a lot of people know him in New Orleans. And he's probably going to be able to get a lot of traction if he does it the right way. I think good for him. Wise decision to get out and do something you want to do. Yeah. I'm with with that.
1: Um, I think that there's this... There's this this realization now that back in the day, NFL players would make millions of dollars and they would essentially just go and piss it all away and never be financially responsible. Whereas now, you can be like this guy and you can take at least a, a small fraction of your earnings and grow that as well and do something that you like doing, not just be a guy like Chad Ocho or Chad Johnson, whatever his name is now and throw all of your money away in like three years. Um, so I, don't know, I I like the idea. I didn't, I, I didn't cheer for the guy as a player because he played for fucking Tennessee and new Orleans. And Sean Payne's one of the biggest jackasses in the league. So it,
0: I hate him. Yeah, but um, one thing that I think is uh, sort of—I don't—I don't don't really know about. Do you ever see an esports league becoming as successful as even like uh, ESPN Five lacrosse game? You know, I'm talking about. I don't see anybody getting that excited about their favorite video game player to the point where they're turning it on, on Monday nights and being like, dude, Deathclaw, XX73. He's he just got fucking sponsored by the new Mountain Dew. It's the color of a, of a baby's insides and uh, it's fucking sick. And then also he's going to be playing Deathlord 97 and Deathlord 97 is on a six game winning streak. Like, I don't ever see it getting to that point and maybe I'm being a dickhead and I don't know anything about video games, but holy shit, dude. I'd rather eat glass than spend my Sunday uh, watching an esports league. Maybe I'm just old maybe, and I don't know what the future is. Maybe if this
1: was the good old days and this was Modern Warfare 2 or Black Ops or Modern Warfare 3 where gaming was actually competitive and you would actually enjoy watching people play a fun game, then... Perhaps I could get behind that, but after these television networks have been sponsoring e sports, it's like, nope, I'm count me out. I'm not about to watch XX Mojo Killers with 5Z. <laughs> XX.
0: XX Mojo Killer. That was way better than the two I came up with. <laughs> but, oh yeah. my God roblox slut 98 has sent you a friend request alcohol yeah there's,
1: alcoholic semen thrower 69 has blocked you it's like I, there's
0: there's a lot of good ones out there um you know you make a that was a seriously good point though the fact that you brought up uh, like modern warfare 2 or black ops i was only i don't give a fuck about video games right now because i suck at them and i don't have an xbox or a ps5 or whatever the hell is even out right now but back then, when I had all those games, and I was getting them as they came out, and I was yeah. not terrible at them, I was obsessed with those that shit, right? Yeah. In 6th and 7th grade, Call of Duty was my shit, and maybe now I just don't have the perspective looking back on it anymore that I did have back then. I, maybe, dude, we used to – now that I'm thinking about it, that's what we would do at, like, sleepovers and shit. We would just sit around and take turns playing Modern Warfare and seeing – who was the shittiest which was usually me <laughs>
1: yeah we would usually take advantage of people's houses that that didn't allow people to stay up past like 10 30 at night on a Saturday and play one
0: that video. was that was it's that was the best
1: relationships
0: honestly as an, I don't think I'm ready to be an adult I, I have too much freedom at this point but that was the best when you'd have a sleepover with your friends and your parent their parents were like shut the fuck up This is the last warning. And then somebody pulls up a video of two people beating the shit out of each other with furniture and you just can't stop. You can't help yourself. It's that type of laugh that feels like, like a, like mainlining heroin.
1: It's kind of like one of the, it's like the George W. Bush face where it looks like he's holding back a dirty joke and you know he's going to say it, but he, he's just holding it in. Um, That's yeah. Do you think we
0: could get George Bush on our podcast?
1: You know, I don't think that um, we could successfully get a former president to talk about sleeping over at people's houses and playing Modern Warfare. As much as I would want to, because I think the guy's a kind of a unique character. Um, I don't know how successful dude, we could.
0: The funnest middle school squad ever would have been you, me, Bush, and Rittenhouse, dude. We would have fucking, we would have tore it up. Back in the day, with the with the doorbell ditching, and the and the nonsense. Yeah, Kyle had those guys aspects. Yeah, Kyle was uh, in the different pranks. Um, I think that's that's a good spot to end it. I I I'm delirious here. I think I've given a lot of ridiculous football takes tonight, so we don't need to get into into the Kyle Rittenhouse takes. Um, yeah, so basically, I'm going to try and get this thing out tonight or tomorrow and we'll try and do an episode maybe once or twice a week uh for now i'm going to put this episode out on my podcast as sort of a preview it'll just go out as episode 42 and then uh, we hope to move it to a a separate platform in the future so we can double the millions that i'm making right now you know what i mean
1: fantastic
0: all right dan um you know i hope you have a great week i hope Aaron Rodgers gets COVID toe on his dick so that the Vikings can have a chance That's of beating them. Physically
1: impossible.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't know that. Well, uh, what you're actually hearing is what they call the spread of false information down. Yeah. And then I, 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 he pulls out his dick. Yeah. Yep. He pulls out his dick and it's just a sick toe. <laughs> um, hey guys, I have like a supernatural
1: shirt. growth right on my scrotum
0: and pat McAfee, she's oh <laughs>
1: that's crazy aj <laughs> hawks Dude, eyes start aj gl- hawks eyes start glowing up as he lights up another cigar
0: yeah and then everson griffin runs into the room and shoots all of them okay thank you for listening to our podcast everyone it doesn't have a name yet but it will on the next one yes uh, we'll see you next week skull bikes